What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 34 of the Steam Deck Podcast, Slipscreen Games' weekly podcast all about Valve's hot new handheld, the Steam Deck. You know, Steve, well, first of all, I'm your host, Pete Bessie, joined, as always, by my partner in Steam Deck-related crimes, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. <laughs> so, I think it's time. I think we got to decide on the new intro. We're way pa- we're past the first birthday. It's not, I don't know that it's the hot new handheld. I think we need to put it to the listeners. Maybe right, we can have some right options. But I want something really difficult for Pete to say, like portable PC powerhouse or something, and he's going to say it every single I week. already love that. Put that you know? in the running. That's great. I'll, so I'll that, get that, it you know, now, That's buddy. one of them. And then Valve, we, portable we PC need, powerhouse. We need other deck. ideas. Down in the Come comments, on. on the Discord, right into questions at flipscreen.games. That's the backup, I'll tell you what, because I can say it. I'm a, I'm a staunch professional. You know I got that down. The diction is, yeah. is right on there. Powerful PC powerhouse. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> a portable PC powerhouse. I'll, yeah, yes. I got to memorize it. But anyway, we're back. The show's here. We're doing it. We're talking about Steam Deck again. What's up, everybody? Yeah, it's good to be back. Here's the thing, though, Steve. Are we talking about Steam Deck? Because our first story is about how Asus is out here entering the ring with their own Steam Deck competitors. A Steam Deck killer, some have said. I, I don't know about that. But I don't I, think it's so interesting. I do think it's nice to see more... Of these like handheld PCs coming into the market, supposedly. I mean, this was initially an April Fools. The ROG Ally was announced on April first, and it was like everyone thought it was like an April Fools joke, and then it wasn't, and it was sort of like, oh, did they announce this is in on April second in in China? Like we're really not oh, sure. Oh yeah, you think that's what happened? <laughs> yeah, and so then it showed up on uh, the Linus Tech Ticks. Tech Tips YouTube channel and Dave 2D's YouTube channel with some hands-on impressions. And it looks to be like a pretty uh, comprehensive device. They claim double the speed of the Steam Deck, which I just do not buy at all um, for the the power that they're claiming it outputs. Um, No idea on pricing yet, but um, Insider Gaming's reporting between $649 and $900. Um, For two different versions, right? The idea is that there is... uh, 512 gigabyte version and that's the 651 and then there's a one terabyte that's 899 yeah running so, windows uh, i think that's pretty comparable pricing um uh to like to the steam deck considering the, the power too bad. yeah yeah 650 is a decent price but yeah running windows uh 120 hertz oled panel i don't understand why 120 hertz it's a 16 by 9 aspect ratio which might cause some issues in uh, windows there's a great breakdown video by the forks and i'll put his um uh youtube video in the description i did not realize that windows doesn't work on displays uh with like a a lower height the, than 720 oh really? because yeah the problem is apparently when you get one of those alert dialogues um, if the screen height is too short, you can't click OK or cancel. So, <laughs> so uh, it doesn't really function, which is apparently one of the reasons that Valve um, went with the the 16 by 10 aspect ratio, the 800p display, well, so rather you than could the 720p, so you could use it and you could access those buttons correctly. Um, I think the biggest thing from this, though, because we don't know price, it for me, the biggest takeaway is the fact that it's going to be sold in Best Buy. And they've partnered with Best Buy in, in the United States, and they're seemingly going to sell these en masse to the general public. So I think 
I think Valve has kind of proven now that there is a market for these. I'm surprised that Valve is not the one getting in stores in the US first because they're in stores in other countries now. We've seen, I think it was in Hong Kong. Yeah, it was in, um, I think it was in Hong Kong and South Korea. Yeah, in the Asia and I, I think one there, other, yeah. one other, um, I think one other country in that it might have even been just Japan, um, or, or or maybe the three that were that I'm thinking of. But it was a chain that ran in in multiple countries mm-hmm. that was going to be doing that, and then there was another local one I think in Japan. Um, we did a whole episode about it. You can go go listen to that whole uh that whole report. But I I think when we talked about it, them I I remember name dropping Best Buy as being like this is the type of place I could see them selling the Steam Deck, right? It makes sense because they sell PCs anyway. You pop it next to it. You have like a little pop-up stand talking about what it is. And I, I still think, though, that I think the price point I'm I'm dubious by. Like, I believe in something. Like, you don't think that's... Top-notch. I don't think that they can hit that unless they, they sell these, at, like, a lot of them. Because the problem is... You know, Valve can sell a lot less devices and they can sell devices at a loss because they know they're making 30% on every game right. sale that they're making. Asus doesn't have that luxury. They don't operate a market. So when the ROG Ally comes out, the only money they make from it is when they sell you the ROG Ally and maybe some accessories to go with it. They don't make any money from, from game sales. And they're going to have to pay Windows some cash as well for an OEM license. They're going to have to put a lot of time and effort into this device. And it seems to be pretty well specced. I'm dubious about that 649 price point. So you think it's going to be more than that? If you had to guess. I could see the think? 899 being the right price point. I would say, uh, I would say around 750, 800 would be where I would see the starting price point for it. Um, and then you think a terabyte model would be even more expensive. Yeah, I think a terabyte model would be even more. That's if they do the two SKUs. They might just choose to go with the one in the that end. That feels know. like it makes more sense to me when I think about it, just because that feels more comparable to the price of a PC, right? If you were going to build a gaming rig, it would be somewhere in that price range, you know? And Yeah, and you've got the 120 hertz OLED panel on there, that's which not isn't going to be cheap. Right? OLED screens are, yeah. you know, that's a, it's an investment. And it's a good one. It's worthwhile. I'm sure that that's going to make it a really nice device to play on. But Yes, but we don't know if it comes at the cost of being able to change the refresh rate on the screen in the same way that we can do that on the Steam Deck, right? Where we can set it down to 40 hertz and we can lock it and we can cap it at that. Are you imagining matter. this is a more closed device? Or do you think it just runs like a PC? I think it just runs like a PC. It looks like it runs uh, like a PC, and they've got their own like um, little skin on top of it with like, access to game library, and they've got their own little slide-out panel that you can do. Um, Linus Tech Tips has like a bit of a, a breakdown on the uh, the actual interface, but they can't show a lot of it. They were, they were kind of um, not allowed to uh, show too much. Definitely weren't allowed to talk about how games were running. Um, but I, I could see, I could see it being a pretty open device. I think it's just going to run windows and, and it's, it's interesting to me that they've, they've opted to go with like a, a very different controller configuration to, to the steam decks. Obviously the steam decks, when we looked at it, right. Was, um, was pretty controversial. I think when people first saw it. With the the buttons and the D pad all the way pushed out to the edges, yeah, uh, it looks like uh, Asus has gone with a, a little bit more of a traditional style. 
but we've yeah, lost the offset the, sticks instead. Yeah, the offset sticks. We've lost the touchpad though. Touchpads though, and I don't know about you, but I use those touchpads way more than I ever thought I would on the on the Steam Deck. It depends on the game, but I use them a decent amount, especially when navigating in desktop mode. Um, mm. I think that would be like a nightmare to do without those things. So, uh, and you, it's you're more... gonna have to use the stick as a mouse, which is gonna be absolutely bizarre yeah i mean it's like it's not unheard of like i mean you, you there's console games i can think of where that's yeah like but they're usually doing, like but... a big circle that's like moving around like destiny yeah right? like fine fine like so I, i've I got a touch of tiny touch little screen, icon on a start menu that way but yeah i don't know i don't know I, I yeah i i think you're right where at the time i remember being like do we need these like whatever but it, now it's hard to imagine the device without them they feel like a defining feature yeah, I really like them. Um, I feel like it limits I, what kind of games you can play on this thing to some degree too, right? Because like it does. You but, can't really you know, play like a, a a mouse and keyboard game on this device. No, you can, but I and and obviously you will have access to Steam input if you access it through uh, if you play through Steam, and you can just boot into Steam Big Picture mode in the same way that you can on any PC. So you do have the you could have the basically the Steam Deck interface on this thing if you wanted to. I think uh, one thing that this has going for it is Windows. And obviously you can install Windows on a Steam Deck, but it's not the premium optimal experience and it's it's not what most people are going to be doing. And I think that gives you access to a lot of games that don't currently work on the Steam Deck, including, but not limited to, all of Game Pass. And I think that's going to be a big sell for, for a lot of people. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, is a recent Steam Deck owner and uh, he was <clears throat> interested in it for that reason. The idea of like, oh, huh, like, it would be cool to make this like a Game Pass machine. You know, like, could this be a legit competitor to the Steam Deck because it fills a niche that the Steam Deck doesn't, right? Like, sure, you can play, you know, uh, Game Pass games. Uh, if you go and check out our tutorial uh, over on our YouTube channel, you can watch um, Steve will show you how to play your Xbox games and not just Xbox uh, Game Pass games, but any Xbox game. Uh, stream to your steam deck which is great but obviously that's different than the native experience of being able to download those games on a but machine you can't that take runs it on the go with you you know you've got to always be connected to the internet in that case and you know it's great it works works phenomenally but sometimes you do want to take it on on the go if you're commuting or something you want to play those or if games you're going on vacation and you're going to be away, somewhere yeah. where there's no internet or like maybe you're at a hotel with spotty wi-fi or you're going to be on a plane right like it's nice for when you're at home, but if you are if you are wanting to use it as a handheld, then you're not going to be staying at you know uh, a friend's house or a relative's place or whatever where you have good stable internet that you can take advantage of. It, it is limiting, and it would be nice to. You know, that's something that we've talked about a lot, a, a lot, right? Like in terms of our wish list for for the Steam Deck would be a native Game Pass app. That would be a huge win, and obviously, it's pretty cool that. For all of the, you know, I think um, things that this device has that, um, you know, that are, are, I don't want to say drawbacks necessarily, but like disadvantages that the Steam Deck doesn't have, right? Like Valve's ability to sell it at a loss and, you know, make money on software, all that good stuff. Having Valve support, having them constantly be updating based on the community, um, having the ability to have like accessories like the docking station at launch, all those kinds of, not at launch, but I mean, if you were to buy in now, right, you could get one brand new. Um, mm -hmm. I think th those are all really cool things, and those are all things that you know are definitely the touchpads, as we said, are are real advantages. But 
This thing also does have some interesting advantages, I think, based on what the price looks like, right? Like, obviously, you said you, you think the double the speed is a bit of a dubious claim, but even if it's a jump in power, that's an advantage, right? Having a, a, a OLED screen is really awesome. Being able to play Game Pass natively, very cool. But I, I don't know. Like, looking at the overall package, um, it's hard for me to to think about why you would want to invest the huge additional not huge i guess but i think say, it's the power output right if they if what they're saying is true and you can play games that are more intense that people that of the steam deck is struggling to play right and it can just power through and 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 play them with higher frame rates with higher textures higher graphical fidelity i think that's the reason you go for this over the the steam deck and I don't think I don't think Valve is really going to care because it's still going to hook you into their ecosystem anyway because everyone uses Steam. Um, there yeah, are they a few other things that, that that I mean there was a leaker over on on Reddit, which is what um, Insider Gaming was reporting from. Whether you believe the pricing or not, whether you believe the leaker at all, because it's just someone on Reddit. Um, apparently, it's also going to support uh, eGPUs out of the box, external GPUs, so you can just plug this into right. Uh, you can just plug this into, say, like a, a 4090 or something and have like an absolute beast machine um, and VR, uh, which, you know, fair enough. Even I think even the Steam Deck can can play VR. I'm sure uh, it was Plagman or, or Lawrence Yang over on Twitter that retweeted someone playing Beat Saber off of the, uh, the Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested to learn more about this thing. Um, I think if this if this 649 like 512 model is real, um, that's the same price point as the Steam Deck's 512 model, by the way, which yeah, is what that, makes that, me really I think dubious. Is very attractive. Then that that becomes a way more interesting prospect. And I don't know if people rush to it in mass. You know, I don't know if if it really is able. I'm not to... itching to upgrade mine at the moment. You know, but if something comes along and it kind of catches your eye, it makes you go, well, maybe. Especially when Steam OS 3.5 comes out, and you know, yeah. I think that's the one that's going to have the installer. Maybe you can just install Steam OS on this thing, and you can make make your own Steam Steam Deck Pro. Here's a, here's what I think we got to do, Steve. We got to reach out to the folks at Asus, and we got to get them to send us one, so we can we can really break it down and let the folks know. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm looking forward to seeing the comparisons to to the Steam Deck, to the GPD Win Max, to the Ioneo machines. There's a lot of these handheld uh, gaming gaming devices out there now. These handheld PCs, and it's nice. It's exciting. I love the form factor. I think for me, I'm completely sold on on this working as a as a device. You know, we've had the Steam Deck for a year now, and I still use it almost every day. I still love my my Steam Deck. I think I think the thing that's going to be very interesting to me is because I I agree with you that it's it's cool and it's interesting and it's it's been an exciting trend to see other people I I guess you know have that interest sparked by the success of the Steam Deck. Well, seemingly I, PlayStation was one of them as well, right? There was the rumor sure. also this week that we're potentially getting a streaming handheld from them, and I can only imagine that part of that it comes from seeing the Steam Deck's announcement in 2021 and then its success throughout 2022. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I definitely think that it feels like the tides are turning in terms of how we feel about handheld gaming again. You know, I think, like, there was that period where 
um it kind of had a lull when mobile gaming blew up and there was this attitude of like well if you have a phone in your pocket why do you need a dedicated handheld device and you know i think obviously for a lot of core gamers that didn't hold true but um i you see a, a renewed interest in handhelds right now i think between the steam deck and the nintendo switch obviously um but you know and then all these these competitors that want to come and take a shot and see if one of them will stick but i think that's such an interesting question is like can any of these really 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 come out and stick around or are they going to be kind of like one time two time things where they I, make a I play because any but well, the thing is i think it's different i think you're thinking about it differently there because it's an open ecosystem they're all pcs right it you're buying a pc i could buy a steam deck and then I use it for a couple of years and then I go, I don't want to use a Steam Deck anymore. I'm going to go get an ROG Ally because right. I think yeah. it's more powerful. But all sure. my games come with me because they're all on Steam and I can play them and I don't have to worry about yeah, no, sticking no, 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 to no one device anymore. What, what I'm thinking about is not it as in terms of like a platform like that. Like you have to stick around with Asus's machine. It's like obviously if you get in on one of these devices and then you want to jump to another one, there's no real barrier to that because like your device, like, Theoretically, you should be able to take your library with you because they're all PC games, right? Um, I'm more talking about what is the incentive for a company like Asus to stay in this market if the device isn't wildly successful? Like you said. Zero. Absolutely zero. And, and, they, and, and they won't, I don't think. And that's the thing. is like You made the point earlier, and I think it's a salient one, that with Valve, they have a reason to stay invested in the Steam Deck. Because it grows their ecosystem. It grows the number of devices that are connected to buying specifically from their store, right? Which is only a boon for them. And it, it you know, they already have a thriving business. This is an add-on to that. Whereas, like, not to say that Asus doesn't, but it's like, does, you know, if, if they sell only a couple thousand of these, right? Say even a couple hundred thousand of these. Does Asus look at that as a I success? think, honestly, I think they see that as a success. And I think they just need, I think they've got a number in their mind where they need to hit. And I think they probably can hit it because this is the kind of device that you make one or two skews and it lasts two, three years, right? It's not like right. a PC where we're constantly swapping the chips out on the motherboards and, you know, all of that stuff. They don't have to worry about that. But that these guys are making the world's most hideous phones. And people buy those. I don't know why, but people do buy them. So uh, if they can get away with selling you an ugly Diablo Immortal Edition ROG phone, I'm sure they'll be able to sell some um, some of these handheld ROG allies that yeah, maybe. are I don't a know. much You're better product. Right. You're probably right. Because, I mean, they're obviously dialed in. Um, I'm using two Asus monitors right now. So it's not like gamers are unaware of Asus. But I just feel like... Yeah, and like this is this is their sub brand. This is the Republic of Gamers sub brand sure. that people are buying. You know, they're they're a um, an Nvidia and I think an AMD card manufacturer as well. So you if you're buying a if you if you're buying a um, RTX forty ninety, you might be buying it from Asus. You might be buying the ROG Strix or whatever it is. So th th people know them, and I think. I don't know that the brand cachet is there, but people really care, like, oh, I'm buying an ROG versus, oh, I'm buying a Steam Deck, and this is, like, a hot new thing, and it feels fresh. Right. I that's kind like of my thing. I don't know that there. there's going to be the same culture around it. And if there isn't, is that, an like, is it being a more powerful version of an already niche product 
enough. And I don't know that it is. I, I like I'm certainly interested. I think it it it, it does potentially have some interesting advantages and promise that you know um could make it a viable alternative or at least you know for like the really crazy people um maybe you get two right and you're like i got three now who gives a shit like this is what i used to play game pass games you know like i don't know but it's it's very interesting and it's cool i'm I'm glad to see more people entering the fray and um me that too this seems and, to be a and... thriving market and the idea that this is potentially going more mainstream, come into big box PC stores in, yeah. in the West. But that's exciting. And I hope that gives inroads for Valve to have those conversations with Best Buy and with Curry's in the UK. I hope with, so. You know, all of those, all of those big chains th throughout. Um, I feel like it would do Europe. better. Like I do. Like I think a display where you have the Steam logo and you're like, oh, it's Steam Deck. And you're like, people know that. You know, like they, they, that has way more cachet, I think. Um, Plus, I think people folks. are curious about it anyway, and they want to go see it and they want to feel it and they want to play with it and they want to know what games they can play on it, right? If you had like a demo of a bunch of games that you can only really play on, a, on, on the Steam Deck or one of these handheld PCs, but because they'll never run on a, on a Switch, for example, I think people would be like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to play I want to play Horizon Zero Dawn on the go. I want to pick up, you know, God of War. I, I think it would help those. evangelize it for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the success of the handheld PC market as it were, uh it looks like the Steam Deck is about to cross 3.5 million sold by the end of this year. Yeah, pretty Heck yeah, crazy. man, that's pretty good, right? I mean, yeah. one million was roughly I well, mean, what it wasn't even a full year in, right? It was, and, yeah, it wasn't a full year. I think it was probably like August, September. I, yeah, I feel like it was the the like Q four of last year ish. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, that means that they've sold, you know, more than twice that amount in a, a smaller amount, or yeah, or looking to sell that amount. I guess I should say in in a smaller amount of time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, this is, was from an analyst over at tech research firm uh, Omdia called uh, James McWhorter. He said that um, 1.6 million were sold in 2022 based on his analysis. Okay. And uh, 3.5 million by the end of this year would be a 14% increase year on year, which to me, I'm kind of surprised it's only 14% considering they're moving into other markets. So they've moved into the, to the Asian markets. I thought maybe it would have been a little bit higher. I think the thing is, though, I think that's actually really good for what is a niche product. You know, we've talked a lot about how Valve has not invested a lot of money in marketing, right? Like, aside from um, things all the, like... All the Steam decks that Christopher Judge saw. To, uh, right. <laughs> There's that yeah. one, for sure. And then they gave away a bunch more. Um, but, but right, aside, aside from their interaction with the Game Awards and their uh, presence at TGS, which I'm sure costs money. I'm not trying to minimize those efforts, but... It's not the same as like, you know, they you see commercials too, though, have they? Exactly. Like they really haven't. It's it's a word of mouth you, product. Well, it's a word of mouth product, and you also open up Steam on the daily to play your PC games, and they're shoving it down your throat. Wouldn't you like a Steam Deck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Um, so I think they've they've been able to kind of uniquely take advantage of their dominance in the PC games market and like the visibility of their their storefront right 
um, as well as a few key interactions with big, you know, uh, big spaces where they would be able to break out beyond that, right? Because console gamers that don't play on PC watch the Game Awards, and we talked about, obviously, how uh, PC gaming over the last several years has been having a growing relevance in Japan um, due to the pandemic, right? And uh, that is, like, a market that's kind of emerging for them. And I would imagine that what happened here will probably happen in those new markets where, like, Right now, it's like, oh, what's the Steam Deck? Who's heard of the Steam Deck? Whatever. And then you, a couple enthusiasts get it, and then their friends get it, and then their friends get it. And I think I think you'll probably see a I similar really snowball we, in other re- regions yeah. over time. I, I really hope we get figures specifically from Komodo, which is the distributor over in um, um, Asia. And so we can know how many they're, they're selling over there. Because I have a feeling that, you know, Japan has always been very handheld-centric. We know that. That's where the, the Nintendo consoles have always sold the best. I think the Vita, it was it sold there. It didn't sell anywhere else, but it sold there. And, um, <laughs> it had a market. <laughs> <laughs> and so I could easily see the Steam Deck doing the same thing. And, yeah, and people I agree. wanted to play this handheld. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think you're right. Um, so the idea that, like, we had a you know, nearly 15% uh, increase in our first year, right? Like, that feels good. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lot bigger next year as it expands into more markets, as it gets more attention, as more folks pick it up and then evangelize it to, you know, their their I also think we're probably due a price drop or um, a revision. I think the 65 gigabyte model goes away, maybe replaced with a 128, or we just, we get rid of it altogether and we kind of reduce the price of the 256. And I think the 512 probably could do with a revision if we, if the rumors are true and the ROG ally comes out at the same price point. I really think the screen is not that big of a seller. I mean, I might be wrong. I don't have one, but I feel... A lot of people just put screen protectors on their devices anyway, and you can get these matte screen protectors, which oh, yeah, I just don't think it's a very similar thing. It's like just... an o- an OLED screen is something I'd pay extra for. Uh, yeah, a, a you know, D gloss, you know, whatever. It's like okay, whatever. Like it's like I remember having to read about it to be like, what does this do? And it's like I don't care about this. This is such a like specific use case that it's like I'm not going to spend extra money on mm. a nicer case and a slightly better screen that's not going to really improve the look, right? Whereas, like, I did buy an OLED Switch because I was like, well, I do want those deeper blacks, right? Like, we want those true blacks in Metroid Dread. So yeah. that would be, that would definitely be something I would consider upgrading for if we, if I could get a, a more premium screen. See, I've never, I've never been ruined by the, the Switch OLED. I'm still, I'm still rocking my launch edition um, Switch. At the and there's nothing wrong with that. It's and just, it and it works fine. It you know, I've, I've had this. I have had this practically since day one. But man, um, Metroid Dread on that thing works. was beautiful. Oh, see, I played that entirely so on my OLED TV. I didn't play any of it handheld. So there you go. You had it. Yeah. You had you, you had the OLED experience. That looked really good. Did look really good. We do love an OLED screen. We do love an OLED screen. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of things we love, we love our Patreon producers, for the month of April. And they are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snackago, Ty the Dude, and Waka Hula. Thank you all for your support over on Patreon.com slash Games. You're all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all 
of our sister shows. If you want to be an absolute rock star like they did and support the show, you can head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you will find links to our Patreon, our Discord, all the places that you can get involved in the community, right into the show or show your support. However you choose to get involved, we greatly appreciate you and your support of the Steam Deck podcast. Speaking of support of the Steam Deck podcast, we've got a lot more show ahead of us. But before that, let me give you a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Support for the Steam Deck podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your brand new goodies. Join the over 7 million men and roughly 14 million balls worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for our listeners. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STEAMDECK at manscaped.com. We've all been there. You've got a big date coming up and you want your balls feeling as fresh and aerodynamic as possible. With my old buzzer, I was only one slip of the hand away from disaster. Now, thanks to Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0, I can keep my downstairs hairs neat and tidy without fear. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and even has a 4000K LED spotlight for when you need a more precise shave. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping today with the code STEAMDECK when you check out at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code STEAMDECK. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Let's talk about The Last of Us on, (laughs) on PC because I missed the episode where you guys got to talk about the whole mess. We recapped it a little bit on the Flip Screen Games podcast. I got to get my two cents in there for a second, but I am very disappointed in this development because it feels pretty clear that this was rushed a bit so that they could oh, yeah. coincide with the uh, HBO show, which we were both big fans of, right? If you guys want to hear our thoughts about that, we actually reviewed uh, the whole show. We did an episode over on the uh, Flip Screen Games podcast feed if you're interested. Um, but it had both of us thinking, I really want to play Last of Us again. It's coming to PC. You know, I was thinking about maybe picking it up on Steam Deck. Um, my wife wanted to get it on Steam Deck and play it for the first time. And yeah, I gotta say, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that it it is uh has had such a mixed bag, and that the update we have today is that, of course, you know, we're hard at work on a fix, we're gonna, you know, we're sorry, blah blah. But Steam Deck, not a priority. And very disappointing because that's that's where i want to play it now right and like especially when you consider you know i think it was a week before launch that neil Druckmann, um the the creator co-president of naughty dog was tweeting that yeah of course you'll be able to play on steam deck and it you know i've been playing it there and you know it sucks and it's still and this is also on on you valve if you're listening which you're probably not but if you are it's still being advertised on steamdeck.com. It's still in the sizzle rail at the top. You can still see that giraffe and Joel and Ellie there. And it's like, what? Why? Why? How did this happen? I genuinely don't understand how this happened because it's come out as such a mess. We've had hotfix after hotfix and none of them have really fixed much. So much so that I had got to a point 
I've just given up with it now because I downloaded a hotfix and then I couldn't open the game anymore. It just continues on the on the throbber animation. I just to get the the Steam Steam logo just constantly pulsing in front of me as I try to open up The Last of Us. That's and I can't really never leave. It's very frustrating, yeah. And like the solution seems to be, are oh, you gonna have to delete it and reinstall it? And I'm like, no, I'm probably just not gonna reinstall it at this point. I'll wait until they've they've seemingly fixed it. They have put out another update, uh, patch 1.0.2. They've said a new patch for The Last of Us Part 1 on PC is now live. Patch 1.0.2 addresses some crashes, improves performance in some areas, and fixes several gameplay and UI issues, including some animation, texture, and lighting bugs. And it does have some Steam Deck-specific improvements. Fix an issue where the shader caching may freeze at 50% completion. Fixed an issue uh, where plugging in a DualSense controller while viewing cutscenes forced a player into gameplay. Very weird. Um, <laughs> that is such a weirdly specific <laughs> glitch. Because it's like, why are you plugging it in while a cutscene is happening anyway? Like, why did enough people do this that it was like a well-known problem? That's so silly to me. <laughs> adjusted the user interface to show Steam Deck controls in the screen magnifier menu and adjusted the positioning of weapon and health HUDs elements. So I think they are working on it, but we also saw this week that Valve officially marked it as unsupported on the on the store while still keeping it up on the website as advertising for the Steam Deck of what games can be played. And I just don't yeah. think that's a good look for either of them, that it's, it's still up there at being advertised as a game that can be played on the Steam Deck while it's marked as unsupported in the store and it just does not run very well. This feels like one of the first big blunders of this type. You know, where like there's obviously been games that came to Steam Deck and they didn't run great and then they get patched and it's better and everything. But like this felt like a hyped announcement for, you know, people. And like, again, right, that you can go to steamdeck.com and this game that only came out a few, you know, in the grand scheme of things a few days ago, right? Um, and it's it's been a famous blunder and they're still advertising it as one of the, the big titles you can play on Steam Deck. Yeah, it's just not a good look. You know, like I don't I don't blame uh Valve for it not running, but I I would have I would have probably been like the day that that Joel meme started getting <laughs> shared. Oh, you I probably would have been off. like, yeah. why don't we just why don't we just cut another version of that video and just toss that up, yeah. huh? You know, why don't we or, update or that graphic? When, or like when um it got unverified, you know, it got marked as unsupported. Yeah. Like do, do it then. Like I if I if I'm them. I'm like, maybe we let's just recut that and we throw God of War in there for now. You know, we just Yeah, use... why not? I get that The Last of Us was the hot thing of the moment, right? Sure. We had the sure. HBO show, so they probably if it worked, want to you would want it there, that. but it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that it, I, yeah, I think I don't I I genuinely don't understand it. We spoke about it last week. I just I I simply cannot comprehend how bad this port PC port is and why it got released in the state it did. I mean, like, you know why. Naughty Dog is seemingly a studio that cares and polishes their games to perfection, and yet they put out this mess. So, I mean, I'm of the opinion, right? Because by and large, it seems like Naughty Dog has the ability to kind of do whatever they want, right? Like that seems to be the the that seems to be what Neil Druckmann says. That seems to be my understanding based on you know. Um, what we've read in Jason's books and like they seem to have cachet there where they're kind of able to make those kinds of decisions. I wonder if this one didn't come on down from high where it's like, look, like 
no, we got to put it out around the how busted is it really? You know, like, and well, it gets to a point though where you had the hype, right? They had the hype, they had mm-hmm. the the sell, the day one sells, everyone realized it was a, a mess, people aren't going to come back. Cyberpunk had the same issue on consoles. Yes, it worked fine on PCs day one, but it didn't work on consoles. This thing was completely broken. There was a Digital Foundry video where they compared you know, three three different systems, the PS5, a low-end PC, and, and basically the highest-end PC you can get. On ultra settings, it crashed on this like machine with an RTX 4090 and some ridiculous Intel CPU in it, and the lighting was completely broken. And the textures look worse than the PS5 version in some places. It was ridiculous. I genuinely, I, I just can't understand how Sony looked at this and was just like, yeah, sure. You know, let's put it out anyway. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I, you know it'll sell. They shouldn't have for sure. But I, I also don't know that I agree with you that people won't come back. Um, I feel like. I, I don't think they come back in the same droves they would have is if, if they delayed this a month. I agree with did that. Did all these fixes. Yeah. And then was just like, okay, right, it's ready. It's polished to perfection. It comes out. Everyone raves about it. They actually give codes to creators because not one single creator or reviewer got a code for this well, that's game. that's why, right? Yeah. And and then people would have been streaming it on Twitch You, you could have done a marketing push later and, yeah. and made it work. And but it would have been absolutely fine. It didn't need to tie in with the TV series. It was still on everyone's minds. Yeah. I, but again, I don't know. Like, I don't know that it's going to matter that much. And And maybe this is an ignorant comment but i feel like this happens so often and that that's not to justify it but i feel like pc players are used to this in some ways where like there are a lot of games that come out and the pc port is totally totally fucking busted and everybody's like wow great another broken pc port love getting treated like this love plunking down my hard-earned money for a version of a game that doesn't fucking work and then eventually it gets the details get hammered out and games have a longer shelf life on PC, right? Like, I remember, like, I think it was Arkham Knight, right? It was like... Oh, yeah, that was a mess, but like the, eventually the got fixed, bo- right? The ground wouldn't even load yeah. in. And then it's and that was a totally busted fucking game. And guess what? It, I'm, I'm sure it sold well on PC in the long run. I'm sure if you go and look at its its reviews on Steam now, they're probably fine. You know, like... I, I imagine yeah, maybe get you're there. right. I think though it could have it could it could have come out and it could have been a flag. It should have been their flagship. It, yeah, no, this, and I this, totally agree with you. It was an unforced this, error, and it would have been a blowout win rather than egg on your face. You know, on you both, look at how well Spider Man was received when that came to PC. God of War, Horizon. Based yeah, on. I, I specifically call out Spider Man because that was the that was one done by Nixies, right? They'd bought, they've bought this PC porting studio. You couldn't take them off of whatever the fuck they're working on right now and put them on your prestigious premium product. Sackboy's big adventure to run. Yeah, it's like, you've, you've, it's like, come on. You've just like had an, a, a hit HBO TV series. Just take them off of whatever they're doing and being like, come on. Neil and the team needs a little bit of help to get this thing across the line. It, it, it. it it's a wild it's a wild uh turn of events because it just it feels like there are so many ways you could have played this differently and had it not be a problem um but you know marketing marketing beats are gonna marketing beat right and you're like you gotta get it out while the juice is hot while everyone's talking about it and like yeah like that would have been sick if they had had it out like the last week the show was over and been like bam it's on pc now like then they should have had it ready a year ago 
uh-huh. but they should have been working on it. If they knew, if this was the plan in mind, right? This show's been like, in development for years. Yeah. Like, they could have done that. They should have started working on this PC port years ago. When they started <laughs> yeah, the PS5 version of this game, they should have been at the same time. They should have said, we're also going to bring it to PC. Let's get yeah. the PC version ready, and we'll release that when the HBO series is ready. Because I think the PS5 version of this game was meant to be ready to coincide with the HBO series. And I think the HBO series was late. And so they were just like, okay, we'll do the PC version instead. Because hmm. that HBO series got delayed again and again and again because of the pandemic. They had to record like way later than they expected. Interesting. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, there might be something to that. Either that or the multiplayer thing that they're working on just took way longer than they expected and they wanted that to be out with this and plans have just, like, not happened. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Was it not enough to have a really hit TV TV show? You had to sell a, a no, crummy version of your game No, you need the brand synergy, Steve. You need the synergy. Nintendo seemingly don't care about that. And, you know, they're doing yeah. absolute gangbusters at the uh That's different, though, you know. Office. That's different, right? Because it's like Mario is like already the most established IP in the world. We talked about how, and this has been an ongoing conversation, right? The Last of Us is, I would say, if you asked somebody, right, to be like, what are the marquee PlayStation franchises? Last of Us would be in that conversation, right? Or inarguably a top five, I would think. Um, however, like it doesn't, we talked about how The Last of Us Part Two did not sell the way that God of War sells, did not sell the way that a Mario game sells, right? I think it was very critically beloved, right? And, and you know, with some discrepancy there, I suppose. Um, but, you know, it, it's it, Sony's franchises in general don't have the level of market penetration that something like Mario does. And I think that's the point in a lot of ways of something like The Last of Us on HBO is that, yeah, it, it, it exposes the story to people that would never play video games, right? Like, there's tons of people that watch that show that will never touch a controller um, just because they don't game like that. And that's that's cool. That's a new way to get people involved in that franchise and, and whatever. But I also think it was to drive sales of the video game, right? Like, Last of Us Part 1 sales, I'm sure, spiked during the eight weeks that the show was on TV, right? And that's that's part of their... Overall... Yeah, it made me want to. It made me want to play, and I got suckered into buying this game, and I should have waited, but I didn't. But it means you I bought it on your PS5. It. Well, it means I could have talked about it on the show, and that's always a a, a, yeah. a factor in my mind for when I'm buying things as well. It's just like, oh, I can talk about it on the show, and I can share my experiences. I've ended up playing Death Stranding instead. I've got thoughts on that game, and I need to talk to you about them at some point somewhere. Because I'm ready. I want to hear about it. Game. So bizarre. You, I tell you what, man, you in the last like two years, you have had a just a completely unpredictable trajectory for me. Like you come on in the show sometime and you're like, I've been playing Days Gone. Who the fuck are you? Days Gone was, was Days Gone was a really good PC port as well. That that worked so well on Steam Deck. Now I you're out here like Days I'm playing Death Stranding. Death Stranding so- also works great. And we're, I'm playing the non-director's cut version because it was free on the Epic Game Store, but it's also part of the Humble Choice Bundle this week this month. So if you are interested in um, playing Days Gone on on your Steam Deck, go pick up the Humble Choice Bundle. It's like ten ninety nine. Roller Drome's also in there, which was one of my favorite games last year. And there's a bunch of other good stuff. It's a really good bundle this month. I'm about to check this out. 
Yeah, humble choice is really good. They, the, Death Stranding, though, fucking mental game. Genuinely, Kojima just needs to make movies because I just don't understand. No, he can't. That's the that's wrong. He should only make games because <laughs> he's a fucking just. Wait, you're saying Death Stranding is on the thing this month? Yes. Okay, Not I think Gun, I, sorry. I think you said both, and I just no, want to clarify Death Stranding's for the people. there and Rollerdrome and some other games that I thought Life is cool. Strange too. Come yeah. on, baby. It's Steve, pretty... you gotta buy this. Oh, I've, I've already got it. I'm subscribed to Humble Choice. All right, buddy, come on. You got it. Now you're gonna play Life is Strange finally, right? Well, I've not played the first one. No, I know, and you told me you were gonna, and then you didn't, and I'm upset. <laughs> you're out yeah, here playing has, Death has Stranding. Hitman. How's Hitman go? All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. We're gonna move on. Uh, speaking of things that, uh, I guess this isn't really the same thing. This is a terrible transition because we're just, we're speaking of things that weren't playable on Steam Deck. Now let's talk about something that is playable. Yeah, well, on my Steam transition Deck. was going to be, you know, Sony can't get a game to work on Steam Deck, but Microsoft can because Halo MCC is now playable on Deck. Nailed it. Nailed it. Wonderful. So, support for anti-cheat has been added by its developers, which means, of course, now that Halo Master Chief Collection can finally come to Steam Deck, including multiplayer, which is very cool. I wonder if this is going to shoot up to the um, top 20 games played this uh, this month. Oh, yeah, I think it probably you gotta will. Imagine, I think right? A lot of people own this game anyway and just download it. The update size is pathetic. It's six megabytes. I think all they did was move like one file from one place to another. <laughs> so it's like they did hardly anything to get this to work. Big, big patch, everybody. <laughs> big patch coming in Master Chief Collection. Um, but I'm so I'm so glad they finally done it. It proves now that easy anti-cheat games should all be able to work on the deck, no problem. I hope this paves the way for Bungie to add bring in the Destiny battle and bring Destiny to the Steam Deck finally, because ah. there's no reason it shouldn't be able to play. I can imagine Halo MCC. What was that mode that me, you, and Doc played where like one of you's like infected? I, I, uh, it's, I think it's actually just called Infected. Yeah, oh my yeah God, one, of, one of you's mode. the zombie. So and fun. I love that game mode. It's like some of my <laughs> fondest memories of Ford uh, back in the day in Halo 3 and, and, um, and Reach and stuff was like, just, oh yeah. It was like, me and like um you made like 10 other friends like in a in a custom game you know and it just would get so chaotic because it's like you're the last person and there's like nine infected trying to chase you down and stuff and you know it's always like the one friend who's actually good at the game is the last person and you're all ganging <laughs> up on them but yeah it's just it's such a fun like chaotic uh chaotic game mode man i'll tell you what i would love to get back into halo infinite now that that forges out and there's like a new season of, of multi like I, i'm kind of feeling the halo pull again i feel like so maybe maybe well, i'll jump into this infinite infinite's also playable but i don't think that's the one to play on right it master chief collection seems to be the one where everyone is still playing well um, depends because I, I certainly infinite took like took a big old hit but it feels like it's kind of rebounding a little bit right now that they're 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 they it seems like they're getting their season pass thing figured out oh, but i'll tell enough. you what I'm always was, happy to go back to the Master Chief You know what's collection. really I would fucking, do this in a heartbeat. What's really cool is you can buy each of them separately if you want to on Steam. So if you really? only want like if you only want Halo 3, it's $6.99. That's cool. So like you just pick the ones you want. Because I don't give a shit about the original Halo. Yeah, I guess I guess there's not really a lot that you're you're not really doing a lot of multiplayer stuff there. 
No. You could probably just pick up Halo 3 and ODST, and I'll probably do the the two you actually Ooh, want. Oh, God, I love fire. I love Firefight and ODST. I really do. It's so fun. <laughs> that is another one that, like, I had, uh, it was, like, one of my, my best friends growing up, and, like, there was a period, it was, like, I don't know, you know, whatever. Maybe we're sophomores in high school or whatever when that game comes out, and I remember there was a couple months where every Friday night after school, you know, we go back to my place and just play Firefight for, like, hours and just be like let's how what's the farthest wave we can get to you know how can we time out how which health we use and you know just like trying to get it down to a science being like okay the health's gonna reset next one go use it you know like you know just really like let's pull all the guns off the wall and throw them on the ground and you know like stuff like that so much can you imagine that everyone just brings a steam deck around instead of like a an Xbox, an Xbox and a CRT these days. It's just like, <laughs> that's the new LAN parties. We all just rock up with uh, with Steam Decks and play Halo Master Chief Collection. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. <laughs> like, let's do that. <laughs> let's, have a, let's have a Steam Deck podcast meetup and we'll just play Master Chief Collection. <laughs> hey, I bet if you arranged that in America, you'd probably have a bunch of people coming because that's where the majority of our audience for this podcast is. Zade would drive. He would drive wherever it was. Yeah. <laughs> he'd figure it out <laughs> have at least one person show up <laughs> yeah it'll be a good it'll be a, be a fun time i think i may end up picking up uh halo at some point because i do like the halo steve. game steve yeah you back we try to play yeah. i mean like even if you just want to play through like the campaign we can do co-op like that's fun do a little oh you can do that you don't own this game on steam though so that's a problem i'll buy it you know? i'll buy it I'll, we whatever. could also just play it on xbox that's also the thing right we could do that we could do that i mean either way I, if you want to play through halo together i would love to do that i think you can play it online together oh, man, I'm, looking at, I'm looking I'm at the sure. friends the friends on uh steam i have it docs number one on the stats 160 hours <laughs> docs invested in this game. mad lad <laughs> We we've said Halo a few times. He might just get like I'm waiting for him to jump through my wall like yeah, he's gonna show man. up. It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. You just say it enough and he just comes. <laughs> yeah, but it's anyway, nice to see though. Really nice great. to see. Yeah, this this is one that felt like it was missing for a while, and it's it's cool to see more like big multiplayer experiences like this coming to the deck. Yeah, really cool. Like we've seen some go away, like multiverses, not through any fault of uh, Steam Decks uh, at steam deck's fault but um it's nice to see more of these multiplayer stuff coming over because i do think it's a nice way to play um but i've not experienced anything multiplayer but i know you said you had a really good experience playing multiverses with your friend god i loved playing multiverses on steam deck it was so perfect and the built-in microphone and like i voice chat on it is so good it's like so it works so easily it's incredible you're gonna miss multiverses I am, but, but I've been talking about it with my buddy who is the one I played with all the time. And as much as it's definitely like a shit show over there right now, I'm low key happy that it's happening because it felt like the game was, was floundering and was going to die. And the idea that they can maybe hopefully, right, go away, right the ship, come out with like a big update that gets people juiced again. And maybe it can, it can come back and find its footing. Um, I would love that because I really did love that game when I was at its peak, but you know, it, I fell off like a lot of people did. So I, I given us a reason to, to come back with like a fresh 2.0, hopefully, um, will be enough to, to kind of get people back on, on board, but we shall see. Cause I remember we, you, 
when in the early days, it was number one. It was it was on the top twenty of the it Steam was, Deck list yeah. all the time for like months, yeah. weeks. Um, I and- I genuinely don't know what happened. That's a really fun, be really fun story to to see investigated. Went from an all time peak, yeah, of one hundred and fifty three thousand to like five hundred. Maybe I'll make a video about it because I, I I know what happened. Like I can tell you as a member, a dedicated member of that community, I can tell you what happened. Um, yeah, but you know, I really want to like, if you can do like some investigative journalism, I'd love to hear behind the scenes. Like, why the fuck was there never like any proper seasons or like characters added? Like, what the hell happened? Like, why was it such a mess? Yeah, such really a, it was it was such a steady. Game. Yeah, that's that's the missing piece of the puzzle. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'll shake some trees, Steve. I'll see what I can find. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, this is, this is a cool one. And I, I hope that you do, uh, actually want to take the plunge because let me know. I would love to get back in and play some Halo with you. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. So, um, and if you in the community, maybe we set up a Halo night again. It's been a while. We used to, we used to cool. do Halo nights yeah. pretty regularly. They were a lot of fun. So let us know. We can always, uh, we can always get one of those rolling again. So, Steve, great show. Great work today. You killed it. Yeah, you too, Pete. Good Thanks, job. buddy. Good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And uh, hopefully, I, I feel like my spottiness on the shows is coming to an end, which I'm very happy about because I've, I've been missing spending the time with you and, you and the, the folks at home. <laughs> um, but... It was good to be back. Good episode. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Steam Deck Podcast. We really, truly appreciate your support. Uh, we could not do it without you. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for tuning in for another one. And uh, remember, if you want to write in to be a part of next week's show, you can hit us up at questions at flipscreen.games. You can come join our Discord where the conversation keeps on rolling between episodes. However you choose to get involved, you can find a link to it over on flipscreen.games. That's our website. And of course, the best way to find all the places we are all over the web. So. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week.